louder! Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruin. Uh, that's just fucking random. No one has any fucking context to that whatsoever. It's not. It's not untrue though. Watch WCW '99. It's fire for doing porn. This is Wrestling Ruin, guys. Welcome back, episode she, thirty. She sucked the black off of New Jack's dick. <laughs> oh that was God. Terry Runnels. I'm pretty sure they both did. Oh, was it? Come on, all lady. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I am your host, Justin St. Clair. Ugh, she was nasty. She I am how, your host. You see how saggy her titties were? <laughs> <laughs> Blue Mini hit that. Good for him. His titties were just saggy. <laughs> God, it's great to be back. Go ahead. You done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm your host. I love saggy titties. <laughs> the extravagant, the incomparable, the original uh, chicken sandwich eating Eddie Shepard along with. I'm sure I'm killing myself with uh, caffeine, Travis Lasser, drinking this watermelon Red Bull. Travis, oh. motherfucker. Sorry, guys. And listen to your... I gotta get my neck of turtles right now. <laughs> <laughs> your stupid-ass Fandango ringtone. <laughs> Damn right, it wakes me up every morning. Oh, wow. I hope you dirty Dango so much that you are unable to get those turtles you want. I am... I hope you hold on to that belt a little tight. beautiful... And current podcasting world's heavyweight champion. Yeah, because you keep ducking me. Brandon A. Lane. We're going to address that. Let's save it for the end of the episode. We'll address it. We'll address Brandon it. Brandon A. Lane from Canada. Yeah. It's episode 30, <laughs> boys. This is episode 30. Damn right. Make the 30 episode. We're almost as, it's almost as old as I am. Almost. Mm. Guys, we've had a lot going on. As always, we're late. Dropping an episode, as always. Yeah, well, I mean. We had a lot of stuff going on. The world is great. <clears throat> And applying just massive amounts of pressure and shit for us to do where we could not get together. Yeah, so uh, I've been so wrapped up with kids' sports. Kaylin ended up winning her championship. They did the best two out of three games. She won two straight games, won the, won the championship. Uh, we won- she did a best of seven series. Just run those kids in the dirt. No, it, dude, it was so fucking hot. Wanna- and then on, on top of that, uh, Finn, they, they have like the gold and the silver. Uh, he won the silver uh, uh, tournament. Um, which they played terrible all year, but shout out to the Bad News Bears. Is it, is it bad that my first instinct was to uh, was to deride your child for coming in second <laughs> place? <laughs> Don't worry, everybody's just... Not everybody can be out. winners in the Shepherd House. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be like your sister. This is stuff I, I think internally, but <laughs> I don't say yeah, it. If you hadn't broke your fucking arm, maybe we would have won a championship, you little bastard. Yeah, you're Whoa. right. Yeah, no, he's right. He's right. My kid, he's right. That's uh, his godchild. Uh, but the whole the whole point of that was they, they did their banquet uh, at Smoky Stadium in, um, uh, in Severe County and out in Kodak, and I get there that we got free, you know, tickets. They give you a free, you know meal voucher. We go in there and I see this table set up, and I look at this table and it's like, oh shit, there's fucking Tom Latimer, there's fucking White Camille, people. then there's AJ Kazana, Kazana, but that's neither here nor there. But I was like, oh shit, like what are the fucking odds? So I had no idea that they were doing this. They were setting up there. We uh, we get our hot dogs. We sit down. Game starts. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, if Camille's up there, I'm like, I want to get an autograph for Brandon. So I was like, all right. So I walk up there and I see Camille and I say, hey, 
you know, looking forward to seeing you guys. You know, this coming weekend, guys, the, the day this is dropping, we'll, we will be at Always uh, Ready. Always Ready in Knoxville. And then the next day, we'll be at the TV tapings. Knoxville. So, I'm so sad because if Matt Cardone, <clears throat> Cardone had torn his bicep, he'd have kicked Nick Daughters' ass. Well, uh, he, he says he's going to be there. Well, here's the, the interaction I had was fantastic because uh, Tom Vladimir, I still call him Bram just because I've always known him as Bram. Um, I was telling him, I was like, hey, you know, I walked to Camille. I was like, hey, you know, my buddy Brandon's a real big fan. Can um, can I get an autograph for him? His name's Brandon. She goes, yeah. So Brandon. She, she does the Fuck you, Travis. My name's Brandon. <laughs> Why did you not get his hat, Brandon? She, 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 no, she, she correctly spelled it. And uh, so I give him the autograph, beautiful looking picture, beautiful woman. And I start talking to uh, to Bram and we were talking back and forth. And he goes, man, he goes, your buddy sounds like he's a big NWA fan. Are you not? And I was like, no, like we went to the Crockett Cup and stuff. I'm like, he's just, you know, he's just a real big NWA fan. I'm like, but I actually have, we've talked to you in the past because, you know, you've shown interest in working in GW. He goes, oh, next gen? He goes, yeah, I know you guys. And he like fist bumps me and just starts talking to me. Uh, all the while, AJ Kazana's over this, there. Just this like, book is cock. No. Hey, good-looking gentleman. Very tan. Very tan. World very, champion. Very, material. very, yeah, definitely. Sting, um, take notes, bitch. But they were, they were oh, super... Now, they were super excited because I told them that we would be at the, uh, at the pay-per-view and also the TV tapings and just kind of talking to them. Great people. Um, but that's where that all kind of tied into. And uh, almost Evolution member Mark Ginger oh, no. was there in the crowd. Fuck guy, turn around because I was like, they're, what are their tapings? Sorry, my balls are in his mouth right now. Super pale, by the way. Not world champion. Yeah, <laughs> he was. So I turn around because where they have their autograph table is, you know. That's what you get for drinking water in Mexico. Continue. We're fucking, wow. We're, we're only a couple rows up, uh, right behind the, uh, the fucking um, pitcher's mound, like right at home plate. Um, so I turn around and I see them. I'm like, oh, cool, they're right there. And also I'm like, is that fucking Mark Jindrak? And I'm like, that is Mark Jindrak. Evolution is a mystery. And I told, I told, and it passed him by. I told Landry, I'm like, you know who that is? I'm like, he was almost an evolution. She's like, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't care. No, no. That, that is former natural born thriller <laughs> Mark Jindrak. Stop. Yeah, you're right. Stop the pain. You should have, you should have went up to him and be like, hey, man, I absolutely love above average Mike Sanders. <laughs> Hello, primetime Ely Skipper. Whatever happened in there, guy? Oh man, phenomenal! Triple so X. it was it was just random because it's like no matter like in my everyday life with having interactions with wrestling or podcasts, I somehow it still like comes completely like a full circle. Like I had no intentions on meeting anybody wrestling wise at this you know baseball game. Then I look over you know as the game's going on, Doctor Tom Pritchard's there, and I'm just like you know this area is just a fucking hotbed for wrestling, and it, 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 it really is, and the, it's pr- the- it's pretty cool. Back in the 90s, there, the Sevier County, Hamblin County, Hawkins County area had this reputation as being like uh, the rest home for elder mm-hmm. wrestlers. And um, that's all. Knoxville, baby. Knoxville, baby, right down the street, man. Beans <laughs> and But, they, but uh, it, it holds true. I mean, I mean growing up, uh, seeing. Uh, Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett uh, on Cumberland Avenue in Morristown, Tennessee, filling up gas. Uh, another time, seeing uh, Jim Cornette and my grandfather threw a uh, two-gallon uh, jug of milk at him because he was so fucking angry. <laughs> Fuck you, Corny! Uh, it's just like it's just like it's like that day I went to McKay's and all of a sudden just Glenn Jacobs came just walking in I'm like, hey man, go stay. It's just wild to think that we live in an area that's kind of just like this. I got my fucking turtles. No, no one cares, Travis. <laughs> I hope they send them to the wrong address. They send them to my mom's. I don't care. I didn't have time to change it. <laughs> oh, God. Because I'd miss them. 
You know what's going to happen, right? There's going to be a knock on your door, on your mom's door, and she's going to see it, and she's going to be so disappointed in you again. I don't care. I just had a mouse or five pack delivered there the other day. Me and and Bonnie have conversations about how disappointed we are in you all the time. How proud she is of me, and how how I'm going to defeat you mercilessly. Oh, fuck. Well, guys, before we get rolling, uh, go ahead and uh, we're going to take a short break with our ads, and we'll be right back with you. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louda? Well, let me tell you. Project Louda is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in depth movie retrospectives and interviews with casting crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. And we're back. Hell yeah! God damn! Gosh darn! Hell yeah! Those ads hit pretty good. You know what else hits pretty good? It's Red Bull. Man, you're right. I got my own. All right, guys. <laughs> this episode's gonna can be. I, can I say something? You can immediately cut out. <laughs> yes. You know what hits really good? What? Brand. <laughs> oh, you know if they really wanted to draw a crowd at Smoky Stadium, they could have brought Kenzie Page. You cut that out too, <laughs> just because I don't feel like doing a lot of editing. Editing that stay in here. <laughs> Fuck these guys. God damn it! Let's get on this fucking episode. It's hot. Monday in here. Night Raw. This is going to be season three, episode twenty-two, uh, June fifth, nineteen ninety-five. Monday Night Raw. So get your pull, uh, get, pull your peacock out, and uh, get ready. We're going to say three, two, one, play. Three, two. fast forward, two, two one. <laughs> The World Wrestling Federation For over 50 years The revolutionary force In sports entertainment Guys this is going to be The first side of the blimp That's it right there You know what's great about that blimp it didn't fucking crash like the XFL blimp. Oh. They keep they keep saying Kerwin selfies, <laughs> selfies is in there, is in there <laughs> and he's the longtime director for WWE. Bob Backlund's out here saying that you are lazy individuals. I'm not out here to win your vote. 
Respect. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's just talking down to these people, which I really do respect. Look at that fat kid with his Hitler mustache and his bowl cut. He must be cute. <laughs> Look at that mullet. This is June fifth, nineteen ninety five, at the Struthers High School in Struthers, Ohio. What's what's the date we're recording right now? Today I, is the seventh or eighth. Yeah, well, we're we're almost uh, yeah. recording on the the actual date. Twenty seven years, guys. Uh, so I want to get to this really quick because this is the first set of taping. So this is week one. They're at a high school. Um, but the dark matches that they got Ooh. is fucking pay-per-view quality. We're going to get the qualify match here in a little bit. But here's the dark matches we, they, they actually got for this show. The Undertaker versus Kama. Which becomes a pay-per-view match. Shawn Michaels versus Sid, which would have been the SummerSlam match. Yep. Bob Holly defeated Chris Benoit. That that's and did it come out with Ted DiBiase? I don't know if that one is. I know that they have talked about that before. Uh, that could have who's, been. Who is Chris Benoit? Oh, sorry, Steve Richards. Okay, not Stevie. <laughs> not Stevie. Steve Richards. Fucking Joey. Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the Smoking Guns to retain oh. the tag titles. Okay, what's Jeff Jarrett defeated Razor Ramon in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Title, and Brett defeated Hakushi. That is a fucking pay per view caliber dark match. God, God forbid they put any of that on TV. Yeah, God forbid they just did like seven ladder matches with Jeff Jarrett and Razor and wonder why he fucking hurt his ribs for kids. They talk about that in the next episode when we'll get to that, and Vince actually mentions it. Stupid idiot. Jim packed into this arena. Quotations. Uh, this, this high school gym. Yeah, they make it look really nice. I'll give them that. Like, they're really good. I'll tell you that. what isn't very nice. The amount of mullets I counted watching this episode. There's a lot, there's a I lot like of I like it raw signs. There's a ton I mean, of those. You don't like it raw? You have two kids. Oh, I know. I'm saying... I. I keep seeing the signs because I like it raw. But I'm saying, but you're calling them out for it. Well, I'm just saying you, that they keep. Do you, do you not like Caribbean, it raw? Obviously, Legend. I do. Caribbean legend Simon Vegas here tonight, along with the body fucking Donalds guys. I don't know about you guys, but I get raw on Monday night. I get looks ruthless on Monday nights. Well, they also say Brett has accepted <laughs> the kiss my foot match. Which Vince one? says kiss your foot match. Which I guess. Oh, Jump me on the feet. Oh, oh, my oh feet. my god, it's happening, brothers. Apparently, <laughs> like I guess they did that whole angle on superstars and. Like he challenged them on Super he did, which yes. is weird because they were building it on the last Raw. And tonight we get the qualifying match between the Bulldog and Owen Hart, which took place at In Your House. Wow. Yep, and I try my best to see the In Your House set, but I, I do see Doc Hendricks and Vince McMahon, hey, no, no uh, set. Do, Special uh, interview. Brother. Have we ever figured out why they filmed that match so far in advance? I, I don't know, like, but it's weird because they cut in. To uh, it's Jim Ross and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Like when if you try to explain kayfabe reason why, like oh this match is happening over here, like why it makes yes, no sense. Yes, you're live in the thing, but it doesn't make sense. Like unless they did a match here. I, well, I, this is live though, right? Here, yeah. Here's the thing. So I've already watched this episode and the next, the following week of episode of Raw, and Bulldog and Owen are not on it. I'm wondering if they were unavailable, and maybe that was a match they were going to... I don't know. Well, they, don't if, know. if I'm correct, on one of these episodes, it shows the... That looks uh, like a high school It movie. shows that they are overseas, too. Like oh, yeah, they're, they're doing they're, the tour de force. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they may be overseas, and that's why they use that match to fill time. Maybe. But yeah, yeah, but then again, all the dark, yeah, but then all the dark matches it's, you had make no sense. That's that's my the point I'm trying yeah, to make. Because Owen's there. He's, he's yeah, like, okay. yeah, that makes no sense. Look at that Savio shaved in the back of his head with the fucking Demi Savio Demi got Demi. pyro, by the way, guys. I, Savio Vega is taking on Kenny Kendall. Great he game. didn't change his gear for like I, seven bam, months. Bam, bam, bam. I fucking love Savio Vega. I love that his gear looks like he took um, electrical tape and it ran does. it down his his uh, Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> his kid's uh, initials on the back of his tights are KK. 
And they're white. Well, his name's Kenny Kendall. God, Kenny Kendall. Oh, boom! Like he could have been in the light heavyweight tournament in 97. <laughs> <laughs> that year. They call him the Caribbean legend. Jerry rags on him for having that hair. Viva though. Las Vegas. <laughs> we need that on a shirt. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I will say this, too. Kenny Kendall's probably the best-looking jobber we've had yet. Mm, butt quarter man's pretty good. <laughs> Weird that you no, immediately no. go to Buck no. because he got assigned to TNA. I don't give. I don't give a fuck about Buck. I tell you who I do care about. You gonna knock if you Buck? Am I, I'm. I'm. Leave, I'm. I'm gesture. I'm gesticulating the uh, opportunity for Travis to fill in the blanks. Who's the greatest jobber we've seen on Raw? God damn it, Travis! Jump up a red. I know. I was just fucking with you. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jumbo's titties Jumbo's titties You don't Surpri- I don't understand why he didn't come back You don't So watch this They go to do a side slam here And they totally fuck Ooh. it up That guy looks like a long lost Armstrong brother Yes I can I can agree with that 100% got a lot Even of the ass, hair Got a lot of ass sweat going on Oh he got chopped for fucking that spot up <laughs> The gooch is mighty damp there You don't have a lot of ass sweat right now No man I do It's uh-huh. fucking hot in here I, I, oh. I turned the air off it's So we like, get it's clean like, uh, audio Was it uh Fuck. Now, who's the guy from the Fantastics? Tommy Tommy Rogers and Scott Taylor had a fuck child. That's what that looks like right there. Boom! He's got the same build as Tommy Rogers and the hair of a fucking 1995 Scott Taylor. He's going he's gonna to put the octopus stretch on. Oh Look at that. God. You know who used to do this? Who? Who? AJ. Oh, yeah, he used uh, to do that. You know how you really make that move work in today's shitty wrestling you put your finger right in their asshole. The remote stops <laughs> here. The young bucks would do that. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm getting with the like, I'm getting hey, with wrestling. <laughs> well, I think that's how wrestling works. But I'm gonna touch your brown ass. There's, so there's this thing, guys, in wrestling. It's called customs. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this. Do you know what customs are? Uh, where you shake hands? No, customs are when you um, you pay somebody like a, a, a chick and another chick to have like a match in a bedroom. Oh, no, I haven't heard of this. Let's go to customs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to review some customs. Uh, I was actually talking about it at the last NGW show with Bradley Prescott, and we were just sitting there drinking beer. He's like, I wonder how many customs I could do after this show. I was like, I don't know, buddy. He's probably drunk. Oh, he was. Everybody was. It was a great time. Oh, look at that. Catch the guy with the purple shirt that always shows up in Northeast. They were using this hype video to make sure Diesel's still in your brain, even though he is still out with an elbow injury. Sid cuts a pretty menacing promo here in a few minutes. Is it this episode he cuts the promo with his uh, 5 o'clock shadow? It's this one and the next one. Because he cuts That's from 94. Oh, look at Pamela Anderson. Look at that dyed hair. I was talking about Pamela. I was talking about uh, that mullet. That's 94. That is not an attractive mullet. Not that there are many that are, like, terrific, but uh, Diesel made a great decision in growing his hair out because... Oh, I've got to protect Sean. However, Mike Kyoto had a great mullet there, too. That was pretty cool. That still looks sweet. Oh, there he is trying to get the high five from Sean. Oh, his right on his ass. <laughs> that, was the, that had to hurt. That was the whole Bob Backlund match, guys. <laughs> that, was that was it. We just got another match on Raw if you didn't know it was. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Big boot. Oh, God. Oh, my God, no. Knees. Oh, look at these kids. Look at these kids just get the fuck beat out of them. That's in, uh, that was for the uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, that was for WrestleMania 11. Oh, oh see, it fell right on his ass, oh, too. no. See, I, I wanted to bring this up. I know they wanted to make Diesel look strong. However, having him in this highlight reel, him powerbombing Sid, I think is a bad idea. Because you want to show Sid as a... As strong as possible. Yeah. Let's get a little glimmer of Bam Bam in there. Yeah, did you see the afterthought there? I did. 
I did too. <laughs> Look at the adjective. <laughs> here oh, here go. it is. Oh, no, this isn't the one I'm talking no, about. No, no. Uh, I have in my notes here that Tatanka yeah. equals shit promo. You know, you know why they're shooting Sid, Sid equals <laughs> psycho promo. You know, you know why they're shooting Sid from the waist up, right? Because he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, like, he forget Tatanka keeps flaring his nostrils because he's breathing through his mouth. Do you, do you think Tatanka's career... I know him turning heel, like, is controversial. There's pros and cons to it. But I, do you think the moment his career died is the moment he stopped putting that red streak in his hair? I like to think so. I think the moment his career died is when he changed from the long tights to the short ones. I think it's when he um, lost to Ludwig Borga. I think it's when he uh, didn't shake Lex Luger's hand and stay on the side of America. He took the money and put it in Lear's yeah. mouth. America like a, turned their back on him first. That's they what stole, a fucking Canadian would say. They stole his land. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you do to the <laughs> Canadian? Don't try to justify well, it. Why, what did you do to the Canadian Indians? Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Canadian Native Americans. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, oh, here we go. Oh, fuck me. Oh. You can actually hear somebody in the background. Like, they totally did a shit job cut this promo. However, she looks fantastic, and fucking Candido looks fantastic, too. He didn't even go to the top of the stairs. You don't have to, Travis. Do you remember when Sonny killed a guy? Yeah, that really happened. And, like, she pled not guilty. She said there's more to the story. What's more to the story? Your car killed a man, and you were behind the seat. Yeah, her car was behind the wheel. Her car was a Decepticon. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Are those real? Well, in her scenario, in her scenario, yes. She was so drunk, she thought it was driving itself. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's Woo! not funny. There's a, whole, there's a baseball team there. Yeah. Oh, Barry Dudinsky is stupid. King of the fun. Ring shirts, baby. Hey, you know, we usually don't get the shirts out until the pay-per-view, but we got it out early here for you to buy this well, plain know, blue fucking t-shirt. Well, here's, here's that's the, actually a nice shirt. Here's the thing. They already, know who's, nice gonna, they already know who's going to win. No one's going to buy that shirt on the pay-per-view. <laughs> no one wants to be remembered of it. I do. This I mean, if, if Bulldog would have won, I swear, everybody would be buying that shirt wanting it now. Libel. Pay-per-view. You know, I just watched a Sunday night. I'm in 1999 where I'm watching through. They did a King of the Ring highlight reel. And Viscera just came back to the company. They show one flash of King Mabel walking down the aisle. That's it. They don't talk about anybody else. They talk about Austin, uh, Triple H, Shamrock. They flash the one picture of Mabel. They don't talk about Bret Hart. And Owen just passed away, so they don't even mention him either. I mean, is that a... Uh, does that surprise you? No, but it's like Ma- like Mabel's there. They show one picture. So like, you're about to get King ass, correct? <laughs> yes. Ooh. I'm in the whole middle of that feud. Sunny, like <laughs> the way she get the way she did her hair was so <laughs> much. That's the way kids do their hair now. Candido comes out and pokes Dedinsky in the fucking stomach, look, and he's like, "What's that?" Look, it's Manny Garcia. That stupid fuck. <laughs> Now that I know your name will say it every fucking show. You, you have a lot of minor issues <laughs> with people. You have a minor issue with Todd Pettengill because he's great. There are no my issue with Todd Pettengill. He cut his hair. Minor. He, cut he actually didn't pull the mullet back this time. He actually cut it. Look at those suspenders of fucking Barry Horowitz. Hey, this is the beginning of an epic feud in the summer of 95, guys. Oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> I cannot not look at fucking Candido's dick. I was, like, was, was, was going to bring this oh, up. It's... It is Sean. It is <laughs> it is literally out there. A button on a fur coat. <laughs> Do we know if there's a fur coat behind it? Well, he may No 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 wonder she fucked Sean though. Oh man. Oh god. Sonny's hair looks so much like it looks like brittle and frail well, here. She was still kinda white trashy. She's then. probably anorexic here too. Oh, that's her business. Oh, she's not running over people with cars, so I'll take it. 
Well, she's getting, she's watching Jim Cornette fuss people out in the Dairy Queen drive-thru. Goddamn right she is. <laughs> oh, my goddamn ice cream! <laughs> I'm just so glad that footage fucking exists. You stupid whore! <laughs> you know what? Should have done her job right. Wouldn't have that problem. Oh, God. And they wanted $15 an hour back then! <laughs> These arm drags are, like, the worst. It's called fucking Barry Horowitz. It's like, I've been around for so long I'm gonna give this new guy a fucking push. Fuck you. I'm Jewish. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. The thing, the thing that's bad His about people this, have suffered so long. The thing that's weird is Barry Horowitz has been playing a fucking heel. Like he he worked. Oh yeah, don't you kick your rope and son of you bitch. <laughs> You're the baby face here, Candido's so fucking good though. God, look at that he, rat tail. Oh. He's got fucking sting cut from '91. He really does. I love Chris Candido. He's he's absolutely fantastic. This gimmick, however, is the drizzling shit. I have in my notes too that the singlet does not do him any favors. No, we mentioned his dick already, up, but like dude. it just doesn't look good. Like it just uh, it doesn't feel good. But I have in my notes too that something popped in my head. Who would have been a great tag team? Uh, I know they end up you know doing it with uh, Scotty Scott Taylor, but Brian Christopher and Chris Candido as a tag team. That would have been pretty good. I think shitty heels. This singlet that made him look pudgy and short. Yeah, somehow. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It Doesn't look like a body down. He got steroid bloat or something going on. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and that's not disrespect to Chris Candido. He's he's shorter than fucking uh, Barry Horowitz, who barely jumped over him right there on that fucking leap. That's knuckles. Who that's Prince? God dang it! Two. He put his dick in his face. This is what a dick feels like. <laughs> Uncircumcised <laughs> dick. <laughs> You're welcome. High five. That's good. Why did we immediately go to that? I don't understand. Yeah, it's fine. BH Bobby Heenan. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. Look at Sunny out there, though. She did finally move from the wrong side of the fucking ring. Her nips are hard, by the way. Yeah, they are. We're not getting finished here. Uh, Jerry said that he has thrown away his odor eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler. Oh, oh, God. He Alabama came very Jam. close to land right on his head. What did he call his? He didn't call it anything, did he? Just a topper play chart. Shades, shades of Bobby Eaton, but who was just on uh, WCW '99 wrestling uh, Buff Bagwell. Well, he's he's about to pop up here in '95 more often. Yeah. Look at oh, him. look at that. See what I mean? Like he would look great just when you know he goes just, just wear the trunk. trunks. Like just wear the trunks. Her hair does look super. Uh, it looks weird. I don't know. It's like, just a product of the time. Still, it's dry. It's super dry. Well, I'm glad we're talking about women's hair care products right here. It's just, I mean. It, she looks great. Listen, I, I she was only like 22, though. I don't want to question your sexuality. <laughs> but if that's, what you're, if that's what you're seeing about something, well, you're looking in the wrong if we need to talk about hair Fuck care you, products. Todd Pettengill. King of the Ring Report, y'all. Have I mentioned... Look at that jacket. Have I mentioned how much I hate Todd Pettengill? This is the most professional I've seen Todd Pettengill. Even in like a tuxedo, he looks more... He looks better there than he did this blazer. Well, he does. It looks better than he did at WrestleMania. He looks like he has jaundice. (laughs) That's the green screen. I wish he had jaundice. You're a piece of shit. I have my notes. Todd cut the mullet off. So this is the first time we see him without the mullet. The the King of the Ring is about to be in the heart of ECW land. Listen, if you're going to wear a fucking blazer, put on a fucking collared shirt and a tie. Like He's casual and cool, man. Vince can get away with that because he's the fucking owner of the company. The smell shit! <laughs> <laughs> he's like a diesel it's bad damn. Tatanka said in front of him. Sit in Tatanka. Todd says this King of the Ring is all the excitement of March Madness crammed into one incredible night. You fucking liar. He's being paid to say these things. <laughs> he says let's call it June Madness at the Spectrum. 
I mean, June Madness at the Spectrum. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's just chant ECW over the fact that fucking King Mabel wins the championship. Or wins the key. Oh, the here we go. We got the bracket this, so far. This bracket, though, like, has a lot of fucking potential. Yeah, and they shit the bed. They Mabel versus The Undertaker up. is the first match that, that's been announced. Don't mind me as I eat my that second That should have been like a second round match or something. No, I don't think it's a match that should have happened at all. And then Sean and Kama, like, these are big, like, big names for 95 in the first round, and like, they should fuck it all up. Undertaker should not be in the King of the Tournament unless he is winning. I mean, this is the first and only time he's ever in it. And then you get the Holly Roadie match, was the only one that's like, eh, but you got to think. Holly, I mean, they were both getting pushed at this time. I mean, Holly was a former tag champion, even if it was for a fucking day. Well, I mean, it's, and potentially a intercontinental champion, put, quote unquote. Put, it should have been Jeff. Well, I was going to say quote unquote pushed as well because and then I feel like Holly's. Dropped off quite a bit. He dropped off. I think think that since Kid got hurt, that's kind of been you know he hasn't really had a whole lot to do. And then Razor's supposed to fight the winner of Bulldog and Owen, which would have been a great match either way. But that right there should have been the finals. Yeah, of this. But see, Owen, if if Owen would have won, that would have been a rematch of the '94 finals uh, because he fights Razor at the end of that one for the King of the Ring. But then that's if Bulldog wins. Is I don't think Bulldog's ever been in the tournament. Because he was he left in ninety three, came back in ninety four. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, so this would be the first one. He talks about the different matchups that we could potentially get with Mabel versus Sean. Imagine an Undertaker Sean match in the second round. That would have been great. I mean, it'd been, but that would have been your fucking winner. Razor versus Owen. No, no, I mean that match would have or Razor Holly. versus Rhodey because it would have produced. Yeah, or Bulldog versus. I and mean, you could have had Sean versus Razor in the finals. That would be great, I, I too. I agree with Brandon, though. Like, even if, like, why wasn't Luger in this? Like, Luger, it could have been Luger and Yoko, and then fucking Bulldog and Owen, I mean, right there, or something. I mean, they could have did something where they could have got Luger in there. There's a, there was potential here to do, to basically pay off some long-standing things, and they, they just, just chose not to do it. They went with the fucking one guy that no one probably thought was going to win it in Mabel. Like I mean, sorry. Spoiler alert, guys. This pay per view. You know what? At this point, at this point, I rather would have. I would have rather have seen Kama than Mabel win the tournament. Yes. And here we are. We're going to Jim Ross and Gorilla Monsoon, which is so weird to hear Gorilla Monsoon again after those first couple episodes in '95. So, here's my question. So I have in my notes: Gorilla Monsoon and Jr. did the commentary on this match. Do you guys believe this match was supposed to be a match for superstars? Because it's obvious this match did not take place at the tapings. I don't know. I, I don't understand why this match is even on Raw or Superstars. Like, I feel like it could have been a dark match, or maybe they just didn't have Bulldog there for some reason and realized they couldn't do the match on Monday night. They they do a really good job but, of hiding the entrance because you were the, talking about But then about again, that. why film it and then just not do anything with it for yeah. so long? Unless it was going to be a Coliseum Home Video exclusive. I, mean, I guess that's, that's possible. That's what they deal with a lot of them. They would use the they put the dark matches on after the pay per view on the tape. So they like they put the Gold Dust Undertaker cage match on the Rage in the Cage in your house six tape and a couple other matches, but like I don't see why they couldn't had like this be a, a second round match essentially instead of a qualifying match. Well here's something interesting about this too though. Because neither one of them are on fucking pay per view. Bulldog is wrestling Owen. Owen had already competed in the tag title match on in your house before mm-hmm. they did this. Yep. So and this thing and, and spoiler alert guys, this goes to a fifteen minute time limit. So like he puts in the tag match, and then he comes out here and does a hell of a match with Bulldog. This match is really good. It is a pretty good match. 
Um, this ending's kind of shit, but like the way they shoot it, because I tried to see it, because they always fuck up at least one time, <laughs> that you could see the In Your House set, and you don't see it, but you do see Doc Hendricks and Vince. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon says something interesting during this match. He says that Owen stated since he is the reigning king, he should have had a bye to the, to the, to the first round. Yeah. I, I, I can argue that. If if they're, if it's not going to be a literal crown to, you know, be defended, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's basically like being number one seed, you know? Like, I mean, you're, you're the, you should be. You know, in what we know about what's coming up, though, like, the first two King of the Rings that they put on pay-per-view, it was Brett, and then it propelled Owen into the main event. Like, I mean... Did they succeed with making him the main event player? No. They should have. They, they made him a star more than he ever was. Thanks a lot, Shawn Michaels. They made him into a star, not a main eventer. Yeah, he was. Can we he argue was, that? He was an upper mid card. Great. He was a good heel. He's oh. he, he's like a Dolph Dolph Ziggler of his time here. Like he's good. He's always good. He's going to be in the title hunt, but he's never going to win the belt. I, I see. I I think that is a, a huge missed opportunity, especially yeah. when when Brett left. Yeah. I thought that there was a ready-made feud there, and of it course they, you know, they they cut it short because my my problem with that whole thing is I get why they had the casket match at Royal Rumble night. You had to get built up for Kane versus Taker, yeah. but that should have been the Owen Sean match. He comes back and in your house DX attacks Shamrock. That would have been your ready-made main event. Yes, you didn't have to have Sean and Taker, which I get why they did it because they had such a successful showing it. Bad blood and that whole thing. Well, if you break it down too, the whole concept of Sean. Gonna choke on a pickle. I will say it looks weird here. He looks like he's wearing Luger boots because he doesn't have the tassels around it. You see how his boots are? They're yeah. just white. They're like almost like Luger boots. I actually found a great '95 Bulldog on um, Community Creations. I need to. I need to find a '95 Bulldog. But like. I, I agree. I think Owen should have been thrust into that main event spot after Brett left. I mean, and then it's like Sean hurts his back, so maybe we were supposed to get it in your house. Uh, out, no, no, way out. Of ta- no way out of Texas. And then, you know, Triple H screws them somehow, and then they go to WrestleMania. Well, the best thing that happened out of all this is, cons- a cons- you know, consolement of, of the situation is that Sean does get hurt and goes away. And allows him basically to a be alive, and b have a second great run of his career because if Sean had kept going along, he would he'd probably be dead. Yeah, I and, agree. Um, and but and then I, but then again, yeah. Owen may be alive. I think I'd prefer that to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. Do you think? I mean, all honesty, do you? I don't think Owen would have been involved with anything in the wrestling business by now. Here, oh no no he'd no, be, he he'd be well out but I'm saying he he, I mean, very, he not, very well may have he won may have been run. a guest trainer at NXT or something like I, I think he would fully be happy being at home with his family but no, he'd be in AEW right now that's that's where he belongs that's, yeah. why, that's, that's why they had a tournament that's, that's where his legacy yeah, that's why they had two tournaments that they haven't talked about since they finished them up on the paper the belts were kind of cool. The belts were cool, but like they, they haven't talked about it, anything since then. I have my notes, too. Hearing this commentary <clears throat> team of Gorilla and JR, it seems very dated for 95. You're, you're about to see them here in just a second. Maybe it's the next shot. Here, Okay, I'm going to lay this out. I don't know if you got this in your notes, but hear me out. This is me, me and Eddie have always rebooked 95 at this point for the Bulldog. Do you think it would have been a good opportunity for the Bulldog to have won 
this King of the Ring, and then him turn heel on Diesel. Yes. Like, absolutely. Because like, he, he turns heel on Diesel after this anyway and cuts his hair. And then he has some bullshit match at SummerSlam 95, which then leads into their feud. Yeah, because he... But that he, would have been a better match at SummerSlam. Because he turns heel before Luger it. leaves. So yeah. I'm assuming the, field, the, the feud was going to end up being Luger and Bulldog. So they end up thrusting Lu, uh, Bulldog into the main event. I believe it was the Great White North. Is yeah, that the, number four, and then he gets number five with Brett. Seems beatings. Fantastic yeah. fucking match. I'm looking forward to getting there when we finally do. But here, here's the thing, because skipping ahead, and we're bouncing around, because this is a 15-minute match. It's really good, and there's not much you can shit talk about Owen Hart and Bulldog, except for Bulldog's drug use. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, like, my thing is, is Luger comes in and saves Diesel at the end of SummerSlam 95, and, like, that was, like, he saves him from Mabel, and then, like... If he immediately leaves and goes to WCW. What was the end game after that? Was him and Luger, Luger and Diesel going to be a team? And then like, you know, I think they Bulldog they, and Luger were going to feud. I think Bulldog and Luger was going to feud because at the time they didn't they, they, they don't really have a whole lot going on for them. I still think it's a missed opportunity with Bulldog and Luger versus Owen and Yoko. I, I mean, I, they missed the boat on putting them as the tag champ. And like, I, like <clears throat> they turn him heel, and I really do feel like. Him either winning the King of the Ring, going to the SummerSlam, and maybe Diesel skill. Uh, did, still. You, did you did you did you just Bret Hart that situation? <laughs> going going to the soup the SummerSlam. <laughs> going to the SummerSlam the, in the SummerSlam in the SummerSlam going to SummerSlam and Diesel squeaks a win by and Bulldog gets pissed off. Maybe you know they do a spot where he has foot was on the rope or something happens. You know something weird happens that next night on Raw he turns fucking heel. Well, here's here's another you got, thing you got you can you got him Camp Cornette Owen and fucking Yoko are still the tag champs. Boom. Well why. Why couldn't you have done it? Let's say they made Luger and Bulldog the tag champs. They both made the King of the Ring, and the finals is Luger versus Bulldog. And Bulldog beats Luger kind of questionably, killer, questionably. Yeah. and then they have a tag match. They lose the belts back to Owen and Bulldog, Owen and Yoko, and then Bulldog gets frustrated, turns on Luger. Then that's he's already going to get the title match at. SummerSlam, you still have Luger come in and save get the, get the rub as a, as a top heel. But you, you make him the star Camp Cornette. Athletically, a match between Luger and Bulldog is something I would not be interested in. However, story-wise, it makes perfect sense yeah. what you're laying out. So, I mean, shit, I mean, in comparison to what we actually get, an actual pile of shit would have been better. But yeah. do you think the reason they didn't commit to Luger being in this tournament is because he hadn't signed a new contract? Because they don't do a lot with Luger that going forward. Well, I th- do you really get a match? I mean, the way that they already kind of laid it out. Why is the roadie in it? Like, why is Je- I know we know Jeff was in the tournament. He got beat by Taker. Well, see, that, why is the roadie? Where, in that's it? where I wish Jarrett would have almost beat the Undertaker. Questionably, DQ something, comma, comma screws the Undertaker because they fight at SummerSlam anyway. You could have rebooked this whole tournament and had more star power. Or than just don't put the, the Undertaker, Undertaker in it. it. They could have done comma and Undertaker here as a special. And, and you could and that could have been the the double countout or the uh, screw finish. But I feel like you put you put Luger maybe in the Undertaker spot. He beats Mabel, overcomes that, and continues on. But I feel like. Jarrett not being on this pay-per-view, having an Intercontinental title match, he should have been in the roadie spot almost, fighting Holly in no, the first I'm, round. I will never disagree with the with the Jeff Jarrett p- uh, position of prominence on, and then, on and the then show. And then if you have Jarrett, Jarrett beats fucking Holly, 
Razor wins his first round match. There you go. You got Razor and fucking Jarrett. Jarrett. And then that sets them up for their... I feel like they were supposed to have the ladder match at SummerSlam 95. And Razor got hurt. And at SummerSlam 95, or even in your house too. And Sean got put in the spot. I'm thinking, did, I'm thinking it's probably more so that at in your house as the draw would have been the ladder match. Because how many fucking times have we read dark match results that Razor and... Jarrett had a fucking ladder match. Yeah, I think... This the, whole summer, they had ladder matches. The in, your house, the, the in your house match w- would have been that, because you would have had that as your, kind of your, your lower-end mid-card match, and then you would have had the Lumberjack match as your finish. Uh, and, and why would you continually practice that match with those two guys and not pay it off on a pay-per-view? Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely <clears throat> right. It was somewhat of a practice back in the day to have house show feuds that didn't affect necessarily the television product because you put that on a, a poster and like, oh, a ladder match, I want to go check that out. But logically, if you're going to continually do it, why not get a payoff, a, a payoff from well, it? Well, I'm assuming because they're, they're fine-tuning. Most dark matches, of course, are then fine-tuning a match that's going to be on television or build up to like, well, you know, with Kama and Taker working this dark match on, this, on these tapings. And then Jared ends up just, spoiler, leaving after In Your House too, just all of a sudden. You know, in your house, Lumberjacks, he just walks out. Something's backing uh, up, sounds like. Sounds like a, some kind of, uh, maybe there's a trash truck outside. It's Duke the Dumpster here. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Guys, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Meth is on the Making way. Making his debut on Wrestling Ruined. Meth is on the way. A um, <laughs> few things in my notes really quick. Gorilla keeps referring to Owen as the Rocket King. He does throw a vintage Stu Hart out there. Uh, I, you were talking about his boots. I like my bulldog with boot fringe. I do too. I love Owen's boots with the. He's still got the lightning bolt through the heart. I really like that. Uh, the, the Owen heart I downloaded off Community Creations has is this a tie? That's one I have too. And I think then he has the one where he's the crown's upside down or something like it's a rocket yeah. to the heart. Like it's it's pretty. Cool. I'm pretty sure we have the same one. And Siguri, uh, see here the he hit a delayed suplex during this match. Still super underrated. It looks so great with Bulldog doing it. That, that, I think he's really the first person I can remember doing that spot. These two never had a bad match. No. I mean, they're... they're that, there it is. There's Vince. Yep. In the corner there. And you oh. And they're having a... They are... I know we've been talking about rebooking. Great match. This yeah, has I mean, been a very nothing, good match. There's nothing bad to shit on here. Like, I mean, I really... I really believe, like... I mean, like Brandon said, this could have been the finals. This... I mean, I know you've laid out convincingly, but from... from In in the sense of strictly a, a match that I would perfect, want to see... With uh, somebody being crowned the next King of the Ring, to me, this is the most logical well, conclusion. And, and Owen could have beat Luger, or some—I mean, some way or another. I mean, we could rebook it where you get some of these people out. And Sean didn't really need to be in the King of the Ring, if you think about I it. I think we—that should be our next bonus episode: is laying out the '95 King of the Ring, who should have been in it, and where he should have been from we, there. I, I'm—I've always wanted. How, to about, do how about we do this? How about we do this? You guys uh, both come up with your your takes, and I'll be the judge of. Uh, like because it. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm okay with even just working together. Yeah, and putting, I mean, and putting it together. I just, just think it, it's something. Segment. I mean, ever since me and Eddie have known each other, we have rebooked this year. That's why we've kind of wanted. My to, year always ends with why, Bulldog as champ. We wanted to restart. I mean, this is kind of why we want to start wrestling room this year because we've talked about it so much, but we've never sat down and watched the Raws and see what led to what. I mean, and now we're kind of seeing it, but there we see still. There's so many missed fucking opportunities. So many go. stars they didn't use. Here we go. People they debuted. Running but bulls. Get out of the fucking way, them. ref. This fits on the rope. But God, that was so so, so strategically good. placed, but didn't look like it was on purpose. Like 
It was great. Through this whole match, they keep planting the seeds that there's going to be a 15 minute timeline at draw. Uh, Grill even makes going to commercial break feel like a big deal. He's like, oh, the are keep up the action. You know, they don't oh. do that enough now, you know? Yeah. There's the, there's the inside cradle. Like, usually if they go to commercial now, they just get really quiet and then they go to commercial. Like, I, I, I well, and W, and here's a, here's a counter thing too. WCW used to never go to commercial. Chris Fix, oh! I was actually getting ready to make the exact same point. When we start <clears throat> Nitro later this year, you're going to see and how, Unsatisfying a lot of those matches are because they're oh, look at they're this. like three minutes long. Dude, Cornette in the background what? is selling the shit out of this. There's an ECW shirt right there too. But here's the other here's the thing too. Jim Ross makes this that's, match. That's the guy super from that's important. the same in, guy from in your house, Travis, yep. that we were talking about. Yep. This the, he makes it seem like there's such a uh, shit of urgency to win this match. Like, cause time's running out. Time's running out. It, it makes it they feel look even better. Bulldog for sure looks blown the fuck up right now. <laughs> Owen is still going. I mean, Owen looks tired too. Don't get me. He's wrestling a second match. Just recently, though, WCW One, in '99 started doing commercial breaks during matches, and it felt so fucking weird. The time like, limit draw just hit, yeah. and Owen thinks he's won. He's like, "What?" Because for the almost the first three and a half years, they never went to commercial break during a match. So in '99, they started going to commercial breaks during matches, and it felt fucking weird. And then they'd come back, and it was like, oh, okay, you didn't do anything. They didn't show any highlights of what happened during now, commercial. Was it, I want to say, was it WCW <clears throat> that they would actually have the finish during commercial sometimes? It did happen on a occasion. A few times, yeah. yeah. But, is, like, they didn't, it was rare that they went to commercial break during their matches during the early days. Beautiful looking tag belt. No, all the all the matches are booked to, for, you know, in between the commercial breaks, and it's really noticeable. And then you got the confusion here from the set. I wonder what they did during this live episode, though, because didn't you see, this is... Well, I guarantee you, they just immediately sat down and went to this. Well, yeah, you're right, because it is live. They, they couldn't just edit that right in. Um, they would... They what if they, they had one of the dark matches during this? They may have. And then they are like, I still don't use that on TV. Yeah, just shit. They say uh, Jack Tunney is scrambling to figure out a match for the King of the Ring spot. <laughs> yeah, Jack Tunney's a bitch. He did. All you do is talk about how much you wish Jack Tunney was around. You had to give me that title because you won't defend it, you 30-day ducking bitch. Good. More like 60 days. Ooh. Ooh. That looks like Landry's feet. It, it, is, it, is <laughs> it is weird that they go from Jerry Lawler sitting at ringside to this promo of Jerry Lawler. This is the stuff they've been showing on Superstars. Yeah. What kind of king has some nasty feet like this? The, Any, anybody that Jerry lives Lawler. in the 1800s? You right. You right. Jerry is so satisfied with this match That's choice. That's the elite figure attire, too. That white robe uh, yeah. and cape and everything. I, I really... Uh, I, I, talk, I talk about this because they go more in depth with the, the Kiss My Foot match in, on our next, the next episode of Raw. But do you guys think the whole reason for this is somebody has a weird fucking foot fetish? No, this this... Match stipulation is something straight out of the Memphis playbook. I'm not yeah. saying it's something they ever did before, but this is just the type of gimmick thing that he would have absolutely like almost like a hair match because he's, the, he's yeah. the king and like you kiss his royal feet. Like, and that's they only did one that I know of. This is the only one they ever. Well, did. Who the fuck wants to put no, well, they, feet they, in no one wants to fucking do that. But like, you feel like that would have been his match. Well, there's kind of there's a segment they do on the next episode of Raw, oh, God, yeah. and and it makes me feel like that somebody has a fucking foot fetish. Well, that's very it might possible. have been it might have been Pat. Jenny, to put your feet in his mouth. You know he liked Brett. Bruce. He was very partial to Brett. Bruce. He wanted to see Brett's toes. Ask Pat if he likes big toes. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler was like he's about to have a coronary there. Right. <laughs> Vince, he's dead. <laughs> run, Bob, run. What? <laughs> when did he die? 
Damn. I've been, I've been asking for finishes. <laughs> so these last Royal Rumbles have been shit. You're right. That's why Kofi <laughs> missed a spot. Yeah, you're right. Damn, pal. Damn, pal. If, uh, if pal was here. <laughs> pal was here. Like how they just cut the bread in the ring. He gets, he gets pyro, baby. Because he's a hitman. <laughs> I will say, Vince is starting to look more like the Vince of the 97, 90. That hair. Yeah, yeah. the hair. The, the suits aren't looking as cheap. Well, which they probably are from it's because Bret, Bret Hart's making $100,000 a year <laughs> <laughs> you mean they're paying Undertaker and Peanuts yeah, no Undertaker's probably making more money than Bret Bret's, mm-hmm. like Kevin Nash said he was, he was a mark for the belt not the money but his mark wishes it, it's like it's like it's hard to condemn the guy because like it's cool you want to be the flagship bearer like you, want, how, you, want to, you want to be champion but at the same time like, you should be making fucking did, money did you notice how Vince kind of leans down so he doesn't look like he's taller then Brett, I though, see that. Kind of right. turns his head to the side. He knows. He understands a working. working. Brett says that it's a sick stipulation from a sick guy's mind. How true is that statement? Uh, Jerry Lawler. He's Allegedly. A lot of, man, you watch some Raws in 99. That guy's got a Unfiltered. twist in mind. Unfiltered. Well, he, not holding back. Real yeah. life. <laughs> he tries to make this kid smell his feet. Dude, he does. <laughs> In the next episode, he actually has like a fake foot, and he actually shoves it in that kid's face. And the kid's like, "Oh no!" Look at him. Look at Jerry. Jerry is so fucking good at selling the angle. Look he's at like, look at the cords. <laughs> he's like, look at the calluses. Oh god, he needs some tough acting to acting. Boom! And he does need some athletes in there. Or where's John Madden? That's who was doing so, the commercials this time. Tell when, you, someone's got a fucking sick foot fetish back there. When thinking. Like just casually about ninety five WWF. I mean, the, there's. The, all the, you know, Mantar and the stupid gimmicks. Yeah, who's already but, been dropped. But in terms of, like, matches, I have to say, this is the one that always comes to mind. Um, this angle, for better or for worse, is one of the things from 95 that is stuck with me over it's, the years. It's memorable. And it, it plants the seed, like, for their disdain the rest of their his career for Brett until... He doesn't even like Brett when he's Canadian. And stuff in '97 that much, like every no, once in but a that's while, commitment to, to him being oh god. I I, I will say that I remember this angle. <laughs> I remember the the just how out of the blue the Sean Razor ladder match at SummerSlam was, <laughs> and then I remember I remember the awfulness of the this whole pay per view coming up. Like this pay per view encapsulates. I remember so if we're if we're going shit of '95, '95. I think of the Rumble finish. I think of Survivor Series with uh, Diesel getting beat by Brett. Yep. And I remember, and I remember the uh, the ladder match from SummerSlam, and then the Seasons Beatings match. I That's really the, about it. And I remember the Undertaker wearing the mask. Yes. Yes. And that and Bulldog and Bulldog turning heel yeah. is another one that sticks with me just because he cut I, his I hair. Do, I so do remember different. this whole thing here though. And Bunkhouse Bug winning the that, tag team. That's title. fucking WCW. You said WWF. But that's the big. That's the biggest thing that happened in '95. You mean Bunkhouse Cuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting derided looks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! I, I'm I not, can't wait to watch Great American Bash '95. I'm not the. I'm not the huge Bunkhouse Buck fan. That You're the one going to Buck North Tennessee to suck his D. <laughs> <laughs> See how that rhymed? Uh, well, yeah, guys. Why, um, why were this was going on? We, we were actually ranked again in the in the top 150. We, did, we were, and that's with, without us being up for about three weeks. So, I mean, that, I, it's funny how those rankings work because I, I do feel like it's delayed or something. Like I don't know how they. How it's they, like the Nielsen ratings back in the Monday Night Wars. Hey, we're, 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 we're still we're in the top 200. We did drop to 174. 
I saw that. But saw we that. are well, after we drop this episode, and our awesome audience out there. Yeah. Hey, and we. I know this. They got this promo of Brett and Lawlers going on, but we do appreciate you guys for sticking with us and listening and listening to us be, talk our bullshit and me call Brendan Brandon and Brandon Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> So, cool, cool jacket. Uh, I will say that this is not Brett's strongest promo. It's kind of weak. Can't wait for the pirate to steal it. Hey, man. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> some of that doesn't get brought up is Jerry Lawler literally had his foot on Vince's headset, like right on the mic. <laughs> hey, God word. damn it, smell like feet air. <laughs> they don't even give the pirate an entrance. We just come Holy in Jerry shit, boys. Flynn. John Pierre Lafitte look takes at on him. Jerry Flynn. <laughs> Jesus. But look at him run the fucking ropes. Yeah, it looks great. Jesus crazy. Christ. Job of the week. This is, this is a short match. So I got to get this one out quick. Job of the week, Jerry Flynn. Lightning foot. Began training with Boris Malenko. He made his debut in FMW in 89. During this time, he befriended fellow student Michael Bollea, later known as... Horace Hogan. You are correct. God. Uh, Brian Blair helped gain uh, Flynn a tryout at Universal Studios for WCW Worldwide. He began wrestling on WCW Saturday Night 97, uh, and by the following year was gaining numerous wins over low-card performers. Uh, his his claim to fame was in that, that hardcore junkyard fight. Doesn't oh, yeah. he have his own match in WCW? Like, oh! Some kind of like... Fucking impressive. It's I almost like a bowler room brawl. That was fucking impressive. I don't... He, he has one eye. He didn't know where he was landing. No doubt. What, what was his match in WCW? I, I don't know. We're getting to it. Hold on. <laughs> uh, he became a member of the First Family, a heel stable managed by Jimmy Hart. However, an injury uh, Flynn sustained led to the eventual establishment of the group. He was the, the glue holding that fucking, uh, that whole family together. Until you literally told me that right then, I had no idea he, he was associated with Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh! He landed right on his ass. Oh, God. Great mullet. But, like, it's just weird not seeing him in long tights. Yeah. Give or the, yeah, you have the kick pads on. Uh, he became uh, a preliminary WCW wrestler in 98-99. Had a short-lived feud with Ernest yeah. the Cat Miller. During this time, Flint's persona em- emphasized his shoot-fighting skills, including a shoot-fight rules match yeah, against the wall game. on Thunder. His feud with Tank Abbott cul- culminated at Sold Out 2000, where Tank Abbott defeated him via knockout in 1 minute 39 seconds. Fun. He he retired in February of 2001, missing out on the invasion angle, missed opportunity. Uh, Jerry Flynn is a legitimate black belt in Shit. Taekwondo, and he briefly owned and operated his own school of martial arts. God, fucking! I can't wait to cover that. We, we, that, 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 that was literally the whole match. It's over. So, but like Jean Pierre Lafitte did that fucking dot, like that uh, that flip senton. I guess. You guy, that, guys, that. did you notice how quick it changed from day to night? Well, I mean, <laughs> like thirty five minutes. They are in Ohio, and it is shitty there. <laughs> well, Bob, Bob Backlund's truth is blocking out the sun. Bob Backlund's still talking to no one, as they pointed out on commentary. We find out next week here that Lex Luger and Yokozuna has been added as the final King of the Ring qualifying match. So they had a chance again. And they fucking blew it. Hey, wasn't fucking Man Mountain Rock supposed to wrestle on this week's Raw? He was. And they move it. They move it to the next week. I think it's because um, they're like, man, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at his tape fist there. And uh, fucking Yoko loses the Bam Bam with that a beautiful looking jacket that we get to see next week. And it's coming back out as a re-release figure. Too. I'm really excited about that. God, man, man. He doesn't even use that guitar on the next episode of I know, because he cries about his guitar. He does. He does. While his guitar gently weeps. (laughs) (laughs) It's a black, like, fucking Walmart one. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing you've said, and I love it. You know why the the Man Mountain Rock gimmick fails in this era? Why is that? Because the W 
the WWF logo is not slightly, slightly tilted. Tilted. It is the old logo. Uh, I have Bob's campaign to no one, and then I actually have my notes too, Travis. I realize now that Man Mountain Rock was advertised to be in action last week, and he was not. Yeah, they changed it and put it to next week when fucking Bob Backlund goes off on his guitar and just drops it, and he acts like it's broken what, to pieces. Told you, it's what his guitar if, gently. Then, what if Man Mountain Rock broke one guitar and never drew it down? <laughs> what if What if Man Mountain Rock was supposed to wrestle on this and he couldn't? So that's why they threw in the. Uh, what if What if that What if that is the big conspiracy? Man Mountain Rock is the reason we got. Uh, Zodiac. Oh, look at it. He's beating Hogan here. They're going to show this. I'll be your hero. I will say this is a good, good yeah, nicely done video. great segment. He kills the Hulkster. Hulkamania's dad. I like that they just shit on him. Like, oh, fuck Hogan. He lost clean. Okay, not really, but, but they showed oh. it. They showed it like he oh, lost clean. Oh, Randy Hogan down front. <laughs> <laughs> but did I tell you that, that dude was it? Like, my brother saw him in Gatlinburg. It was like the yeah. most random dude. Yeah. Oh, Continue. <laughs> I, I, I have something to tell you about Randy Hogan after e- Evad Hogan. Of the uh, Evad Solo. I said we get this beautiful video package highlighting Yoko and Luger's feud, which is done great. Hey, you know, look, my, my, back on looks so pale, and uh, <laughs> but we get the "I'll Be Your Hero" song and Bill Fralick. Here, here's another thing. They show how they he almost got him. They they show how they fucked this whole angle up too <laughs> in this video. They do because like they they really should have just put the title on Luger at, at SummerSlam. SummerSlam and then have him beat him at Survivor Series or something. You know, kind of rotten as Grundle. No, you just do you do the face versus face. You get Luger and Brett at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, I I could see that because be Yoko's be and Brett's match wasn't that long to be honest. You spend all this money sending him across country and you don't even give him the belt. I'll be your hero. I wish that Mattel would make a Lex Express. I'd he pull, he's pulling down a sleeve. Nobody fucking wants the Lex Express. If they could make a Slambulance, they can make me a Lex Express. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. He's got a point. <laughs> well, the see, here's the thing. Yeah, suit is fucking weird. Steroid sweats. Here's, here's why the Slambulance exists. You put somebody in an ambulance, it's going to prevent them from dying. You put them in Lex Express, it eventually causes you to do pills and kill them. It prevents you from getting over. You son of a bitch! (laughs) Also, (laughs) you look like a murderer. Does the does it come with a, a build a casket for Miss Elizabeth? Oh, you know what I really wish uh, the Slambulance would have came with was a Mike Awesome because that was his match in WCW. And he threw off one of the ICP guys, <laughs> <laughs> slid right on. That off. was a school bus. He threw him off a school bus, which I, made no sense either. Yeah, that, that was kind of the origin of the ambulance match. Was Mike Awesome yeah. correct? Was that a Russo deal? I yeah, feel like that's a Russo it's a deal. Russo fucking deal. Well, that was the end of the episode, guys. That was. I mean, that was an enjoyable episode of Raw. Ruined or redeemed. Brandon, you go first. It's your fucking champion. I'm going to say redeemed. Um, this is a weird... We've been on a weird track where we've made a lot of redeems lately. Well, we haven't seen anything excessively bad like the first few Rawls were. I mean, well, they're, they're, they're have, coming up, though. Don't worry. We, we haven't had a lot of Mantar or... Um, oh, Bad Mountain Rock's coming next week, too. That's true. Um, but we also haven't had... Um, oh, fuck. The Portuguese Man of War... Oh, Aldo Montoya? Mantar. Or uh, Mantar. Uh, Aldo Montoya. Aldo Montoya. You mean Octopus? Man of War? But I will also give this a redeem. that Even though it was a draw, that Owen Bulldog match was really good. Uh, they debuted fucking Skip, which he fought uh, Barry Horowitz. Saw the feud of the summer. Saw a soft um, beeping. We saw... Uh, what was the first match again? 
<laughs> I can't remember. If you have to ask. It is Savio Vega and Kenny Kane. Well, we, yeah. we debuted Savio Vega. We got Jerry Flynn. We got Jerry Lawler's feet. Jean-Pierre Lafitte actually looked really strong in that, too. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. God. I forget he was even there. It was that quick. But I'll give it a redeemed. That also goes back to the foot fetish because John Paul or Paul or oh Jerry John Lawler Paul makes feet. makes a speaking about feet and he says that on the commentary speaking about feet John somebody Paul feet. somebody goes back and watches this era of wrestling and just jerks off to all the foot talk <laughs> oh, god damn they're like look at that look at that prosthetic we should, foot we oh, should so sore oh. we should uh Quentin Tarantino where are you at <laughs> I'm also gonna give it a redeem just simply for the bulldog on match. Once again, Bulldog and or Owen has just been a gleaming light of 95. So fucking good. Corny was so good in that match as well. Uh, definitely give it a, a uh, redeemed MVP. I'm going to go Jerry Lawler just because he puts over the whole foot thing throughout the shows, weaving that. Uh, his whole stuff on commentary, putting his foot on Vince's headset, putting his foot in that kid's face. Um, I, and he's just, he's just really good. On, he's firing on all cylinders commentary-wise on this show. I'll give him. I'm going to give it to Lawler this time. I don't necessarily disagree with your reasoning, but I'm going to give it to Owen. Every time Owen is on, he's the highlight of the show. Just from just his mannerisms and the match, and this that he's the full package of what I want out of he gets, somebody of this time period. He gets the most out of the time he's given almost every time. I, I feel like he doesn't. There's nothing wasted. Like, even as when he goes his woos and all that stuff is like. It's in there at the right spot. Like he knows what he's doing. It's like it's almost like it's not like. And this is going to sound bad, but it's like he's on autopilot, but in a good way. Yeah, like he can get what he needs out of the match and out of the person he's in the ring. Well, with. if he fucks up, he gets stretched by Steve. <laughs> <Hell and> watch. <laughs> Got to stretch and watch. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> she and she did flick that, flick that bean. I bet. I bet it sounded like fucking ricotta cheese down there. Uh, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> uh, speaking of MVPs, okay, Owen, Owen Hart, I gotta, I gotta give to Owen, and like you ever across the board, we've all said this about Owen. He has just been so fucking good. There's not been a match where I was like, oh man, that was terrible, or oh man, Owen didn't entertain me. He entertained the fuck out of me. He works his ass off, especially knowing he worked twice that night, yeah, uh, and had to carry the workload with him and Yoko. Into this 15 minute time limit draw. I mean, hard telling if it was really 15 minutes, you know what I mean, with the breaks, but still, um, it, it was great. Um, definitely given to Owen. Match of the night, I think it's pretty it's obvious. Always Bulldog. Always Owen and Bulldog. Don't you dare say Lafitte and Flynn. <laughs> I am, and here's why. <laughs> he has one eye. If, and I, that if, if I watched this for the first time and I didn't know anything about Jean Pierre Lafitte and had no idea that he was going to be wasted and stealing jackets and shit. That match is exactly what an enhancement match should be. It was quick and to the point, and... He got his shit in. He got his shit in, and that was a perfect introduction to a character. And Jerry Flynn sold really well. The only reason that I'm going to say Owen and uh, Bulldog is worse is because what ultimately Nothing. what is accomplished. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, in retrospect of knowing where it goes, yes, Bulldog and Owen is the better match. But if I were watching this in a vacuum, not knowing where things are going, I would say Jean, he looked vicious. Jean, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. 
I got things I could want to say to you right now, but I can't. I'm trying to be devil's advocate and, and put the perspective of someone think, watching this for the first time. I think I had in my head immediately just like, man, Owen Bulldog was such a good match back and forth that the John uh, Pierre Lafitte match afterwards was like, uh, but the, watching it back this time, it was like he did that the cannonball over the top rope. I was like, holy well, shit. And I could, just seeing him run the ropes, Jesus Christ, there was a, a phonetic, a kinetic energy in his match that was absent everywhere well, else. That, that just goes to show you, too, that he knew what his job was. He knew he had such a limited time and he had to make the fucking most of it. And I get why they put it as the main event because there was a definitive finish and it's the last thing you're going to see is him being vicious. It's heat, Jerry baby. Flynn. It's heat. Heat, baby. He needs a he needs a manager. Face touch, face touch. Bobby Heenan, come on back. On the other side of things, guys, WCW Saturday night. This is June third, two nights before this episode of Raw. It's actually a, a pretty short one. That the matches are getting less and less on here. Uh, Alex Wright defeated Manny Fernandez, who constantly pops up. Jesus Christ, Manny the, Fernandez is in nineteen ninety five. Isn't he the Italian star? Manny? No, no, no. That Manny Jerry Sabal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ma- Manny Fernandez, former He's NWA Tag Team Raging, Champion with Raging, Ravishing Rick Rude. Is he Raging Bull? Yes. Yeah, that's it. I know it's one of the two. Yeah. Sting defeated Dirty Dick Slater, which is ironic for what you know. This is uh, payback for him. Dark Journey. <sighs> Speaking of nineteen eighty seven NWA, <laughs> the Renegade defeated Bobby Starr. This is an interesting one. Harlem Heat defeated Mike Corey, who constantly is, pops up. Is going to be on Raw next week in booty shorts. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And Daisy Dukes, he is <laughs> right. He's right. like men at work, but going to the YMCA. Men who work it. Well, and his tag team partner of uh, Scott Demore. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a that's a pretty cool little. Like name. it's funny you that you give him shit for being Canadian. Yeah, he's a piece of shit and he's fat. <laughs> too much it, Tim Horton. <laughs> he's fat. He's fat. And uh, the, your main event is Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. They battled to a no contest. This was actually a semifinal match for the WCW US title that uh, tournament, still going on. which left the only two other people left, which is Ming versus Sting. Ming and Sting. Sting. Ming and Sting. Ming and Sting. That is the end of that one, guys. Brandon, talk about Rance, bud. All right. Well, uh, we had uh, a bunch of uh, stuff going on right now. Uh, our next episode will be out on the 15th, and it'll be the final episode featuring our good buddy, Fat Fuck Scott. Uh, Until he's in town. Well, I mean, if he comes to visit, we'll definitely squeeze him in. But in terms of him being a, a regular contributor to the podcast, it's a he's been there pretty much since the beginning, and it's a, it's a sad day. But we're sending him off with a... A well-deserved film. Uh, we did back-to-back uh, for the month of June. We've got Evil Dead 2 on June 1st, and then Army of Darkness on June 15th. And then, don't mean to interrupt here, but uh, Fat Foot Scott on Evil Dead 2 brings up a Goldberg uh, TV guide. Guess who has that? Of course. <laughs> I do. Of course. And his racist grandma. <laughs> My age, legit. She, she she did. She did. I told Scott I'd take a picture of him when I found it. Oh my lord, you are lame. <laughs> and um, we we just coming off the heels of uh, Frankencon, and uh, it's it's official. Big news. Bride yeah. of Frankencon has been one hundred percent greenlit, and we were asked to come back, so we're going to be doing some more uh, Q and A panels with uh, celebrities. Who the fuck they will be? I have no idea as of yet, but I'm on board regardless. And uh, we also got some stuff coming up. We're going to be at 
Uh, July 9th at uh, Terror in the Woods at IMS Nature Center. Uh, we'll have a booth there uh, selling stuff in between movies. Uh, we're gonna be, everything we're selling is going to go towards the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. And whatever is raised, I will uh, I will match. So that's my... And that is going to be the Tom Matthews. Um, and um, we're doing part six. Friday right? 13th, part six, Jason Lives. And the, the ghost cut of Never Hike Alone, which is fantastic. Shout out to Vincent DeSanti who directed that. Never Hike Alone's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third one about to happen as well. It is. I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Travis. I'm still selling stuff on eBay over there. TGL The Man 12. Uh, working on getting Brandon Tazburls up. Uh, yeah. Got them all cleaned up and nice and pretty today and last night. So... Got most of the markings off. There was only two that the actions didn't work on. and uh, But I still think they'll sell because they're fucking Hasbro. Everybody loves them. They're fucking um, better. We also have our uh, toy show coming up August 20th. Uh, Todd, the Medics Toy Show, G.I. Joe and Toy Show, where we'll be uh, s- selling our wares and promoting the podcast. Slinging some plastic. Promoting the uh, rants from the Black Lodge and all that good stuff. Uh we got a four table spread. Not gonna, not gonna hype that enough because by God, we're gonna have the most <laughs> fucking stuff there of anybody. I'm pretty sure, um, and <clears throat> we're gonna bring a little bit of everything. <laughs> but that's pretty much it for me. Wedding's creeping up as well. Coming on down the pike. It is creeping up. Oh man! You about to just shit yourself? Is that y'all's tribute to Sid? <laughs> Shitting in darkness. Uh, speaking of your wedding, uh, and this has been the a, a through line. You you uh, made a consternation towards me uh, towards the beginning of the podcast about my reluctance to defend the title. Well, I'm, as a courtesy to you, I'm going to allow you this this opportunity for you and your betrothed to get into Quite holy a- holy matrimony. Go on your you know wherever it is you're going on your honeymoon. I want you to enjoy. Those last few days of hope with me. and destination, and then when you come back, just like you have unsatisfied her, I want to unsatisfy you and her with defending and retaining the podcast championship of the world. Oh, so that's my guarantee to you. Oh, don't worry. There's going to be a day when I'm on my honeymoon that I'm going to cut a promo on you from the lovely beaches of Jamaica. Because I'm going to be the world traveler and carry that belt around like the true world champion. You know, if you're not be. careful enough, you're going to end up going. If and, I and die, there's going to be a fucking riot. If and you I die, you drop the title. If I die on this fucking thing and get stabbed or something, somebody steals a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> the belt needs to be held up. It's very Bruiser Brody of you, buddy. <laughs> and there needs to be a fucking tournament held. Listen, modern. we don't have interim champions. We're not bitches. <laughs> We're not AEW. <laughs> but I appreciate that. Let me let's get through the wedding and stuff, and then I could focus on kicking your ass even more. Uh, listen, I, oh, I, yeah, I, I look forward know, to your rebuttal but, promo but, where I was standing outside your fucking door. Listen. You didn't do shit because you're I, a bitch. I have, I, unlike you, have a bunch of shit going on in my life that requires my attention. <laughs> you, on the other hand, you sit around making phone calls. <laughs> oh, sorry, you don't have any gas. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you on the phone. That's what I, you do. I, I fucking tried to do that, put shit on eBay, fix a house, plan a fucking wedding. You get off my dick. <laughs> you and your detolve loving ass. <laughs> Oh, look, at, look at how I stack my figures. I don't have any fucking browsers to make it some browsers. That's also true. You did say that. I did. You fucking vagine. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, and this this is to be it for you know until we until we meet again and our our paths cross, is that I am going to give you a rebuttal. It's going to be made aware to the world at large, and when I do. 
you're gonna, you're either going to have to rebuttal me with something ten times greater because this this level of what I have planned, let's just say it's going to be out of this world. Mm. I'm looking forward to being disappointed. Just like just every like other sexual <laughs> But yeah, well, I mean, we got to decide what we're going to do for this, which is fine. We'll, we'll figure, we'll, figure we'll, get to, we'll get through we'll the way. First, and, and yeah, shout you know, out. You know what? Shout out really I'll, quick. I'll even shake your hand. Somebody just spunked on their hands. It was me. It was, it was my Lightning bolts just flew out of our hands hit Brent and Eddie in the eyes. He's fucking, he's doing a job here on feet now. I want to shoot lasers at you like... Jake Roberts shot later lasers at a sting in that bar. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I want to shoot lasers from my cock. Nah, them, no, no, no deal. No that's dice, bro. That's very gentleman, bro. Cut you in you. half with my erection. <clears throat> well, guys, you know, <laughs> NGW, uh, NGW, guys, we're coming back to Jackson Terminal July 24th. I've even told you boys that we actually have signed and completely booked up. One match on this show, and I think it's going to be one of the best matches this area has ever seen. On Civil um, War 7, correct? On Civil War 7, we have the awesome um, uh, Fall Brawl-esque logo um, that Cody made. Uh, really excited. We haven't announced anybody yet, so stay tuned. NextGenTN.net. Uh, I will have a table there as well. Yes, you will. Um, <clears throat> I actually uh, got some people from work coming to this one I'm really excited about. Um but not that's all about that. Travis, really quick before we, we, we polish this episode off. Um, we haven't even mentioned this is the first talking of what we're what you and I have planned. That Brandon, we've already talked to. Brandon's so busy doing other shit, he's unavailable for this. He may he may sporadically make appearances here and there. No fuck that. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh I recently had purchased a mic similar to Brandon's. Um and you and I are gonna start venturing down the rabbit hole that is NXT. Yeah, we're gonna start off when I uh, I think we agreed when it starts on Hulu, when it actually becomes its own I believe entity. it's June... It's like June, sale, it's right? like June 12th or 20th of 2012. Main event of the very first... of that very first taping uh, is Tyson Kidd versus Michael McGillicuddy. Hey, me. However, the people that are on... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The people that are on that show already, uh, Tom Latimer is on that first episode, and he's part of the Ascension. And yeah, it's cool. wild to think of all these guys that are on here and where they are now. Um, on top of that, I think we might have a couple of run-ins on this episode with a couple of former NXT alums. Yeah. We're, um, we're going to bypass the shit that was the competition show and the WWE.com show, which we'll, we'll, well, we'll talk ten, about the ten, history ten, of that. Yeah, we'll get to all that. But it's going to be called the, the, in, uh, the Next Evolution, is what we're going to call it. And uh, we've already reached out to our awesome partners uh, Project at Project Ladder and TJ Bowser, and he um, he is so fucking excited about it. I believe we actually already have a, a lineup on the uh, Project Ladder website. It, it is up there. I, I just looked at it a little earlier because I was making sure I was doing the artwork for, for these next two episodes we're doing, and I wanted to make sure I had my numbers correct. And I was like, oh, look, it's already up we, there. we gotta, we got to get that lined up and... Uh, Get that one started up, but uh, there, there's actually some gems in that old WWE NXT.com show with like fucking Dirty Dango when he was Johnny Curtis and Derek yeah, Bateman first... over Caitlin. And it's fucking hilarious some of the shit they did because no one was watching it. They didn't give a shit. Well, um, when we get to that, when we start talking about it, um, the very first little uh, this version of NXT was only on WWE.com, and I did not know that, and then it started showing up on Hulu. Um, but yeah, we're really excited, guys, so if you get a chance, I don't know if, I imagine you can't subscribe to it yet, I don't know how that works on there. But You, look, might, you might want to do a podcast first. Yeah. Yeah. There. But, <laughs> uh, but the next next evolution is what it's going to be called, the rise and demise of the black and gold brand. So I'm really excited about 
Um, rolling on this NXT has always had a special place in my heart. I know I can speak for Brandon as well. That's kind of what got us back into wrestling, watching the it, weekly show. It, it definitely yeah. was a breath of fresh air when and, there was nothing but smog. And the takeovers were always a big deal to us. So I'm really excited to bring that to you guys. We, and then we actually went to quite a few there were some NXT, NXT sh- shows around here. We went to Nashville for a couple. We Brandon was with War us. Memorial. We, we yeah. went to the uh, Cruiserweight, venue. Cruiserweight Classic. I actually attended a takeover when I went to WrestleMania in Orlando, and it was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Roode for the uh, title. I believe it was the de- debut of Aleister Black when he did the whole... Al- Al- was it almost a... I believe it's almost he wrestles because it's the whole big entrance where he comes up and everything, and I'm kind of sitting off to the side so I can see... All, they were setting all that up, and it was pretty badass. So, um, there just so much happened that weekend when I went to WrestleMania that, I, like, I remember it, but like that whole weekend was a fucking blur because it was like as soon as something ended, I had to go to something else, and then something else, but, something else, something else. But like I said, the coolest thing about it is just kind of <clears throat> going on there and seeing, you know, the very first episode we get the debut of Bo Dallas. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, little little tidbits, and I'm really excited. The format's gonna be very similar to Wrestling Ruined, and um, just really excited to bring it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, like once again, shout out to TJ Bowser and Project Louder for having us a part of the team. Uh, and, continue with Wrestling Ruined as well, and it'll be a nice change of pace from covering things that. There's going to be some shit in NXT. Don't get me wrong. There's some shit gimmicks in NXT. Some of these guys first starting out, but the majority of it is going to be quality wrestling. wrestling. My favorite so. is that uh, the 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 mongoloid pervert that like jacks off in the shadows. What was his name? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, so, uh, uh, oh. It wasn't Harlan, was it? No, oh. fuck. God, I can't think of him. He was the, they were the French tag team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He shaved his head, and then he like, was creepy under the leaf. Like, yeah, he didn't shave his head. head. He, remember, the, they, bald. they lost bald. to Enzo, and they had the hair removal stuff. <sighs> God, I can't think of his name. We'll get Sylvester to Sylvester LaFort is one of them, uh, yep. but I cannot remember his tag team partner's name, but they Creep, dropped that shit. Creepy, creepy jack-off man. <laughs> creepy, ball-headed jack-off man. That's um, his name. But then you get like Becky Lynch is a fucking Irish jigger and then all this other stuff. And Dude, then you get, I, I remember when that first happened. That, that was, I was like, what the fuck CJ is this Parker, shit? who is now phenomenal and like Juice Robinson and CJ Park. CJ Parker actually has a match on the very first episode he of become, NXT. He's a quality worker, but just becomes the job guy for all the new guys yeah. coming in. Yeah, so what, was, if you if you say so, his claim to fame is that he broke Kevin Owens' nose. That, yeah, that, that was, was a hell of a shot. I remember watching I remember that. his hand being busted. But yeah, guys, uh, but definitely check us out at Wrestling Ruin on all social media platforms. Um, next next evolution is coming very, very shortly. Rants from the Black Lodge at Rants Black Lodge at Project Louder, guys. Uh, TGL The Man 12, 12 on, eBay. on eBay. I need to make a collectibles page. You should. I think you do well. Think we do yeah. well. Maybe you take your shit serious for James. And guys, hopefully we have a, we have a fun trip at uh, NWA this weekend, uh, right in our backyard. Uh, my son's birthday party. It's like a busy weekend. Um, shout out to Dan Slow Mo Dan who does uh, videos for GCW and um, NWA. Um, hooked us up with some tickets for the tapings. So awesome guy. And um, yeah, guys, we'll we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Jeff, 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 Jeff,